Hardwired for Life. Welcome to the Hardwired for Life podcast with hosts Jana Rawling and Sharon Luzzi. We are hardwired as humans with foundational needs such as love, creativity, and purpose. We believe in teaching and living foundations of love, family, community, worship, and justice. We live to glorify God while helping people passionately pursue Him, feel valued, and create positive change in their lives. Email us at hardwired365 at gmail.com with your risky faith story, and we will share them on the air. It's easy. Just answer the questions. One, how did you trust God? Two, did you trust and obey Him? Three, what happened? And we were just uh, doing a teaching on reparation, which is everything Jesus did on the cross. And it has so much to do with this in the fact that we can have that wholeness. Peace means wholeness, basically. Shalom. I'm not, I'm not using sozo, okay? I know you're all on that right now, but the Hebrew word shalom is complete restoration of everything in your life. Absolutely everything. Financial, emotional, spiritual, everything. Economic, all of it. So if we can't walk with him, we're not going to be able to experience the fullness, the fullness of him. And that's what suffering also produces in us is maturity. Yes. It produces maturity. James, James 1 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. Trials can be counted as joy because God is persevering your faith. He is making us more like Christ and that is always gain. Yes. So what what does Satan represent? Death. So that's taking away... Right. Yeah, we it's, don't understand that. We we are so mixed up in this area. I'm going to go to Bethany Hamilton. Honest to God, do you think that was fair? That girl got her arm bit off, but God right. created her. 30 days, she's back out there surfing yeah. in the ocean with her board. Her new board. <laughs> her modified yeah. board. Yeah, so, I mean, in those things, it's like, now she can affect, that brings me to another point. Suffering opens up ministry opportunities you've never dreamed of. Mm-hmm. So often when we're in a a place of, uh, I'm going to say less than. Okay. We have a huge opportunity to minister to a whole other group of people that we would have been able to minister to. Yeah. I personally, I was always healthy. I was always running around doing things you know horses cycling golf oh my gosh i miss golf i know some people are like what but i was really obsessed with golf um but all of these things and then to have that go away has been quite the challenge but i've embraced it and 
people are always saying like, oh, you, we got to be like Christ. We got to be like Christ. But they won't talk about this part. Nope. They, they just want to talk about his peace and his patience and his kindness. And I understand those are the fruit of the spirit. Sorry, you guys, this topic gets me a little hot because I'm just like, ah, I deal with this all the time. Um, but yeah, people just don't want to look at that part of it. Now, and you mentioned hope. Okay, hope with what I deal with, and I, I do hate to say this, I hate to repeat it um, because I don't own it, but uh, complex regional pain syndrome has been dubbed the suicide disease because it's so bad that people just kill themselves. Like that's how terrible it can get. But without hope, you know, I would be in that same position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we have to have hope for the next day. Whatever it is that we're suffering. Correct. And finding that hope through the suffering is, I think, really fascinating because it does take us to a level of empathy that we've never known before. And in addition to the empathy, it's like, well, empathy meaning that we can then, um, uh, like you said, discover new places that you, or peoples that we never knew existed. And I discovered that, I discovered the, the area and the world of disabilities. Yes. And illness and, and handicapableness and things that I've never I never even thought of before because I hung around a bunch of athletic people. Do you know what I mean? Right. And and now I'm able to be in, you know, groups on Facebook and wherever that um, there are people that are suffering the same suffering that I am. And I'm able to try to encourage them, which is a whole different realm of ministry that I never thought of before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never even knew it existed, Mm -hmm. really, Mm -hmm. you know? And... Yeah, I just wouldn't have the compassion that I have. Yes, and it and it matures us that that suffering matures us in the place of how can I say this? I lost it. We have more opportunity, of course, but spiritually, we become we have to embed ourselves into Christ more. We have to press into Him more. And then we learn about him more and how he operates and how he works. Because if we go outside of that mm-hmm. part of the relationship, we'll, we'll just, we're going to die. We'll, we will die. We will die. We will die. Yeah. We won't make it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a student one time, this is several years ago, like right after I was diagnosed and, um, she was asking about it. So I was explaining and she turned to me and she said, you know what? You're my hero. Oh, wow. You come every time we have class, you're here and you teach us for hours. And now I know what you're going through. You are my hero. And of course I thought, oh my gosh, this poor kid doesn't know what she's talking about. You know, but that really placed something deep inside of me to, to start looking for hope mm-hmm. in the diagnoses. You know, yes. and go, you know what? Yeah, I can impact people, whether I'm able to go somewhere or I have to stay home and sit on my computer and do it for me, you know, from home. But either way, I can help, you know, in whatever way that is. I want to look at um, 2 Corinthians 1, 5 through 7. 
This says, and just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own suffering, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us through our union with Christ. If troubles weigh us down, that just means that we will receive even more comfort to pass on to you for your deliverance. For the comfort pouring into us empowers us to bring comfort to you. And with this comfort upholding you, you can endure victoriously the same suffering that we experience. Now our hope for you is unshakable because we know that just as you are in our sufferings, you will also share in God's comforting strength. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah. I mean, that's when people, I think people take this and they go, oh, bad things are happening and therefore... What verse was that? This is Second uh, Corinthians 1, 5 to 7. Okay. Yeah. I mean, even more of God's comfort will cascade upon us mm-hmm. through our union with Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just... And they're talking about... It says, and just as we experience the abundance of Christ's own sufferings. Yes. Like, what a word to put in front of suffering you know mm-hmm. abundance right we wouldn't want that right <laughs> right right <laughs> but the more that we have apparently the more god's comfort will be upon us mm-hmm. and our hope will become even more unshakable which is just i mean it's true from my own experience it's true yeah and you know too a lot of people will look at uh i'm gonna call them the dead guys i love to like the Diedrich <laughs> Bonhoeffers and the, who's, the who's revivalists the, yeah the revivalists and who's the lady at auschwitz or oh, oh my I gosh don't, i can don't see her face i know i'm terrible um where they they suffered to their heroes now and they helped people because of what was going on at the time oh my gosh like you know but they don't people don't realize what they had to go through mm-hmm. to actually walk in those realms with him to help deliver a nation or a people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or a situation. Yeah. You have to be able to know all that and understand it to actually operate in that kind of power. Yeah. And so for me, I know that I am helping my, my generations. Amen. I'm helping my family. So every time I whine about my suffering, I, I think, okay, but this is for my children. Yes. This is for my grandchildren. Yes. Because I'm changing, you know, my little part of the world. Yes. As much as I can. Um, there was something else. <laughs> I always do that. When you're talking, I'm like, oh, I got to <laughs> say this. And then I forget what it was. Sometimes this, this actually, happens. this brain thing is part of my condition. It does happen where I just go, uh... <laughs> okay, so on that note, let me just read some more scripture because that always brings me back. So 2 Corinthians 1, 7, I think I already read that. Yes, I did. Um, 2 Corinthians 8, 2. For even during a season of severe difficulty and tremendous suffering, they became even more filled with joy. From the depths of their extreme poverty... Super abundant joy overflowed into an act of extravagant generosity. I love that. Mm -hmm. Joy. Yeah, I find that if you swing a pendulum to, you know, like to the amount of suffering that I have, pain and suffering, um, if you swing it to the other side, that's the extreme joy that I feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
and it's I mean I feel like when I'm in that joy place it's it's uh, it's crazy it's awesome and I just want to spread it everywhere we just had a big pause I know it's okay though so it is so we're just waiting for Holy Spirit to okay let me read this from st. Augustine okay St. Augustine wrote of God and our circumstances, if you understand, it is not God you understand. We can hardly scratch the surface of the intentionality, creativity, and wisdom of God's handiwork. Who can give him counsel or criticize his work? And then the quote is Proverbs 16.4, the Lord has made everything for its purpose. We can trust that God is always doing more than we can fathom. And that's that not understanding, questioning, and that's, it's okay to do all that because it actually draws us closer to him to understand. And he will tell us, he will tell us. Absolutely. You know, so St. Augustine understood that. I love it. You know, I, so I have, I have a couple more scriptures here and then I wanted to read a little bit from uh, one of John Wimber's books. So this is James 5, 9 to 11. Since each of you are part of God's family, never complain or grumble about each other so that judgment will not come on you. For the true judge is near and very ready to appear. My brothers and sisters, take the prophets as your mentors. They have prophesied in the name of the Lord and it brought them great sufferings. Yes. Yet they patiently endured. We honor them as our heroes because they remained faithful even while enduring great sufferings. And you have heard of all that Job went through, and we can now see that the Lord ultimately treated him with wonderful kindness, revealing how tender-hearted he really is. You gotta love James. Right? He's always looks so to the point I mm -hmm. love he's it. the truth guy he is. in the sense of to the point yes he doesn't mince words there yeah yeah and notice how it said prophets as mentors um, prophets often end up with great sufferings yes <laughs> and they need to find endurance uh, yeah yeah so how could, yeah we got to be able to run with the horses right absolutely mm -hmm. and I think Okay, let me just read this one more, one more scripture, uh, because we talked about this just a minute ago, before we started recording. This is First Peter four, twelve to fourteen. It says, "Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, continue to rejoice, for you, in a measure, have shared in the sufferings of the Anointed One." so that you can share in the revelation of his glory and celebrate even greater gladness. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are greatly blessed because the spirit of glory and power, who is the spirit of God, rests upon you. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is. I know it kind of reminds me, <clears throat> since we pretty much came out of a very heavy-duty worship warfare church, which brought on some, some warfare. <laughs> But people were getting healed and delivered and, you know, patched up and sent back out and all those good things. It was pretty much an apostolic hub 20 years before its time. 
But the pastor used to say, wow, you had spiritual warfare this week? Wow, just let's go. Wow. Wow. We don't want to hear wow. <laughs> You're like, deal with it and move on. Right. You know, like, let's just rejoice in this anyway. Find some some hope and some joy. Yeah, you don't want to feed it. Exactly. I mean, there's some things you can only do as much as you can do. But then when there's just, you know, it's, you know, I think the ability to is just recognizing it and just moving on. Yeah. If you can, if depending on the situation, walk through yeah. it, you're going to learn. And again, how are you going to be able to understand other people's lives to do ministry with people? How can you have that? And God, he gives you in that weakness, you know, when we are weak, he is strong in that weakness. He gives the power because you've already overcome that. So you can help someone else get through it. That's the body of Christ. That's community living. Yes. Not standing around going, I want the mic and you get out of the way. <laughs> that is not community there. Or I'm suffering, 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 suffering. That's all I'm going to do is suffer. Right. You know, it. it's interesting that you bring up, of course, community and all of this. Mm -hmm. Because... I think we have to be more caring toward people who are experiencing invisible disabilities. Absolutely. Particularly invisible. Absolutely. So invisible disabilities are, they could be mental illnesses, but they can also be things like fibromyalgia or neuropathy. You yes. know, something that it could be kidney disease. Yep. You know, it could be anything that, you know, a person can walk around looking fine. Mm hmm one minute mm -hmm. and then the next they're not mm -hmm. and and we we judge those people oh yeah like we don't judge people when they are, were born without an arm right we don't say oh you must be sinning right and we don't say oh you need a sozo right and yet with invisible disabilities yes we tell them those things yes you must be sinning yes or emotional trauma yeah, or emotional Some trauma. Some kind of trauma. That's what my book's going to be on. PTSD. Yes. You know, I mean, that's not always noticeable. No, it's not. You know, bipolar disease. It's, yes. There, I mean, there's so many things. And we just, I believe we need to give more people grace when yes. it comes to suffering. Allow people to suffer. Yes. And you know what comes up really strong? This came up earlier before uh, when we started. Um, in the grace process for people... Instead of that immediate judgment thing, because really that just means you're insecure, which means you have fear. Sure. Okay, come on. We don't honor people. Where's the honor? Where's the honor? There's love and respect. Mm -hmm. Where is that? Gosh, get out of yourself. Like, can I help you today? Or how are you today? What's right. going on with you? You don't look okay today. Can I pray for you? Right. And even, where was this? We honor them as our heroes yes. because they remain faithful even while enduring great sufferings. Yes. That is something that we are not doing. And again, just for those of you who are like, where was that? That's James 5, uh, 11 says that. Yes. You know, and I really think that we just need to be careful and not do like Proverbs twenty five twenty, where we're rubbing salt in the wounds of people. Um by ignoring ignoring their sufferings. Yes. You know, we're just like, oh, my life is great. Ha ha. Yes. And yours is not. Yes. And often, you know, I found when I am with people, um, people could shy away from me. And I'm like, well, what's wrong? Like, what did I do? 
And then you get to know them and you find out, man, all oh, hell's breaking loose in their house and they've had all these horrible things happen to them and they're feeling shame. They're feeling mm-hmm. terrible and they need love. They need somebody to reach in there, mm-hmm. look past all that and love them and honor them. And I love that you brought up guilt and shame because that's what we're doing as a church is we are shaming people. Oh, yeah. When we're not honoring them in their suffering, yes, we are shaming them. Yes. And trust me, uh, and I'll be straight up honest with you. Some of you people know me. You know where I've gone to church when I was able to go. Um, now I watch it online, which is awesome. And I try to go when I can. But, like, I hate to go. Honestly, I'm at a point where I don't like to go because when everybody's like, Oh, hi, where have you been? You know, how are you doing? I feel like I'm being shamed. Yes. Oh, you're still in that wheelchair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, God's going to bring your healing. I just know it. Right. Stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, God, God will bring my healing. I totally believe that. I know that for a fact. But why do you have to say it? Correct. We don't go up to a person without an arm and say, oh, God will give you that arm someday. Right. You know, it's, I mean, sorry, I'm a little passionate about this. No, but that's I really okay. I'm I don't want to go. I went recently and I was like, this sucks. I don't want to hear what people are saying to me. It's like just stop. Just leave me alone. And you know, and here again, I think what comes up is when you're in a tremendous place of suffering like that and or some kind of a disability, even if it's financial, mm, yeah. um you you can isolate yourself. However, you're still pressing into God and because you're not uh, joining, let's say, a community of people, something's keeping you, you're not necessarily expecting them to do something for you, but those questions become so irrelevant. It's hard to have community. Yes. Yes, that great suffering produces a lot of um, different circumstances that a lot of people aren't going to understand. So as a sufferer, we can understand that. However, it doesn't really help. um, It doesn't help the situation. And I think think we need a huge breakthrough in the body of Christ Mm -hmm. for that compassion and that love and to act like community and not just dismiss people right like oh you're not here so you must be okay or you must have left or you went away or whatever those things are but often people are in some kind of turmoil trouble Mm -hmm. pain you know something there is something going on people often don't commune they're not together because of those things it could be family problems it could be all kinds of things so I think in, in the judgment arena, people really need to start looking, have a heart reflective daily moment, as I call it. There you go. You know, let me, on this subject, let me read from John Wimber's Kingdom Suffering, Why Do People Suffer? It's just a little booklet that a friend gave me. <laughs> and uh, at first I was like, seriously? You know, but I have to get over that, you know. Uh, Wow, we just went down some heavy emotional part of my life. Uh, Okay, so it says, 
Christ secured for us at the cross, or what Christ secured for us at the cross, and this is in terms of physical healing, is not always experienced today. Sovereignty, lordship, and kingdom are what bring healing. Our part is to pray, thy kingdom come, and trust him for whatever healing comes from his gracious hand. And if in this age it does not come, then we still have assurance that it will come in the age to come. We, capitalized, we, have no right to presume that unless God heals in every instance, there is something wrong with our... Sorry, that's my phone telling me I need medication. <laughs> Speaking of suffering. Okay, uh, bump. Okay, so he says, again in caps, we have no right to presume that unless God heals in every instance, there is something wrong with our faith or his faithfulness. In one sense, illness is suffering, for our hope is the fullness of the new age, the kingdom of God, or as it is called in the book of Revelation, the new Jerusalem. In this city, God will dwell with men and women, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. So when John Wimber says that we have no right to presume that God heals in every instance, I love that because there, is, there are parts of scripture that say Jesus healed everyone. Mm -hmm. But there are also other places where it says he healed many. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't say he healed everyone. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing, I think, when we're sort of guilting and shaming people Correct. is we're assuming that every instance people should be healed. Right. And you know that everyone makes me think this is what just came up. Thank you, Holy Spirit is it might have been just everyone that was present mm -hmm. because that particular group of people, let's say, we don't even know this for sure, had faith in that. Right. Some people don't have faith to get healed. Right. Okay, and that's that could be a really sore subject, so I'm don't don't I'm not trying to yeah, take this out of that's context. That's a whole other Yeah, that's a whole other weirdness. Having enough faith. But but the point is um they the people in those situations might have been what God ordained at that moment. Yeah. And the everyone, here's what I always do. Okay, I want to go back in there. That would have been in the Greek, right? Mm -hmm. I want to go back and see what that word meant. Right. We have to do that too because our English language can be so fooling. Yes. So, yeah, it doesn't mean that. No. No, it doesn't. Yeah, we had some mentors about healing, by the way, and they were really good explanation. And one of the things they said was, why do people lose their healing? Ooh, yeah. Okay, so she simply explained, they gave an example of a girl who was in a wheelchair, uh, got her healing and didn't really keep the healing because she got more attention by getting disability monies mm -hmm. and she didn't get all the attention she would have got in the wheelchair. Right, yeah. So people... You know, that's, again, that's a whole nother subject I oh, could yeah. so go into in like great detail and all those things. Well, and there it turns, the physical healing turns into the emotional healing. Correct. As a necessary thing. Yeah. yeah. So she, ha and she believes some kind of a lie, obviously, because mm -hmm. that's not how life is. You, that's not a wholeness attitude, if you will. I'll just keep it at that. But so people have a lot of, of misunderstandings about some of these things and what they mean and how they work with God, like... Yeah. You know, and when it comes to keeping your healing, so to speak, 
I think a lot of that has to do with your level of relationship with God. Amen. You know, and, and the word says in multiple areas, you know, if you want faith, you, you've got to read the word. You got, you have to listen to the word. And um, now am I saying I need a certain level of faith to be healed? Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Do I have faith? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it enough? I don't know. Right. But the po- point is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. God and What God, matters is my relationship with exactly, God. Exactly. Exactly. And, that, and that's the whole thing, too. Faith is often misinterpreted as just what you believe, and it's not. It's how much do you trust him? Right. That. And that is a yeah, hard... I have a whole book started on that one, too. Yeah. And, and the point is, we have so many things, and it's really more about the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's so much more about that. Mm-hmm. And and they, they, even in the suffering. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially. So, you know, that, that presents, again, a whole nother can of worms questions and, and topics. I like know. crazy. We could go on forever about this. Um, and we probably will, probably will have more podcasts on this as far as the sort of offshoot subjects like faith when it comes to suffering or, or even joy, shoot. But again, we just wanted to bring this up because something's got to give, something has to change so that we can do community and we can do relationship with the Lord in a more effective way because right now it's not, it's not very effective. Right. In a lot of places. Right. It's not that great. Right. But. So. Wow. So that was a big one. And yeah. thanks for listening to me with my little venting. Because, important though. Uh, yeah. It, this is obviously a very close, close to home, close to the heart subject for me. So. Yeah. We sits, uh, hit some really good highlighted spots there. Yeah. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think we're done. Mm-hmm. So, spread the word. Be you, share you. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please visit our website at hardwiredforlife.com. Plus, we now have a Patreon account where we offer free PDF booklets that we've written, premium content, and exclusive access to the first module of our Foundations of Love online course, all for becoming a patron for as little as $5 per month. Production and editing done in-house at Hardwired for Life. Music by Alexander Nakaranda at Degenerate Blues.